I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast, now a videocast as well. You hear the podcast wherever you get the shows. And also, you can see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's easy. You can just go to the website. It's right there. Just click on the video or you can, at the top, you can click on the audio for the podcast itself. Uh, the bye weeks, we're in week 15, so they're all gone. So we're back to full strength. The winners this week among the quarterbacks had Josh Allen, 308 yards in the air, 109 rushing, three touchdowns. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Taysom Hill, Justin Herbert, and Ben Roethlisberger, who led another near comeback with 308 and three scores. And Tyler Huntley, who had 270 passing and 45 rushing, a touch and no picks, filling in for the injured Lamar Jackson. And I'll throw in Matt Stafford. Here's a game that in his career, the knock on him is as great as he is, not, you know, all the good things he does at quarterback, he's never wins big, meaningful games in the regular season, which usually happened in December. And here he stepped up this game and I thought it was great, given all the circumstances of the guys that not only were injured and out, but that day were out due to COVID. Comes up with tw- 23 or 30 passing, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. He was throwing no look, accurate third down conversion throws under pressure. And, uh, you know, I just thought he played great. And the other guy I thought played great was Patrick Mahomes, 83%, uh, a little over 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, and most importantly, no interceptions. And Matt Ryan, too, also not big numbers, 190 yards and a touchdown, but no picks either. And now you see the Falcons back in the playoff mix, along with most of the other teams that are six and seven. Well, on the running back side, how do you stop Delvin Cook? 205. Rashad Penny came out of nowhere in Seattle, 137, two scores. He's one of the big pickups this week on the waiver wires. Najee Harris had 94 plus three catches and two scores. And Kamara, Fournette, and Gordon all over 100 yards this week. Well, the question you ask, how do you stop that? Account for every gap on defense. He wasn't getting touched till he was 20 yards downfield. Yeah. Um, and you, that was spoken and asked like a guy who – took a watch cook take a clear tear through his defense now, with the Steelers. Yeah, I get, get to the it, second though. level before he even got to the first level. <laughs> yeah, right. There was no first level. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, the Packers and A.J. Dillon, this is the exact time of year when a running back like that starts to show up and pay dividends because that's a, he doesn't just get five, six, eight yards. He gets bruising, demoralizing eight, 10 yards. And that's what he did. I think the other night to the bears and really just heartened them. And then another guy that I put in that category is Leonard Fournette. I mean, it's when he gets the balls in his hands, it's, you can tell this, the team, him especially, but then he lifts the team up with that physical style of play. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, 10 for 121 and two touchdowns. Hunter Renfro continues to roll 13, 117 and the score. Tyler Lockett at 142 Kittle. 13 catches, 151 yards, and Andrews 11 for 115 as the tight ends. And you were talking about Andrews last week saying he is a must-start every week, even if you don't start anybody else on that team. Right. I I had heard somebody, uh, I don't know if they tweeted out a little thing where guys dropping back like supposed to be Mahomes, I mean, um, Lamar Jackson, and and just throwing it up and like, Andrews has got to be out there somewhere. (laughs) Which is kind of what he did against the Steelers, unfortunately, coming up with the interception. The other tight end that, that I've been pointing out and that you and I both agree, Dawson Knox with the Bills, he's athletic. He shows up in every game. Here he just came out of this last one with seven catches for 60 yards, didn't get in the end zone. But then Godwin goes off again for 10 catches and 105 yards. And Mike Evans even added 91 uh, in a touchdown. 
Uh, it's Higgins and, and with the Bengals that went over 100, but it was Jamar Chase that added two touchdowns and 77 receiving yards. So, and, th and then the guy that I'd like to bring up too is Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland. You know, for the last, I don't know, month or so, he's starting to show up weekly. And here again, he shows up with, what, 90 yards on five catches. Um, even Justin Jefferson had another Justin Jefferson day with uh, 79 yards on seven catches. The losers this week. I hate to say it, but Chase Claypool, who despite 17 fantasy points, cost his team 10 seconds with a first down celebration that was unwarranted and with under a minute left as the Steelers were driving for a game-tying score, which didn't happen. He also had a taunting penalty early on, which cost his team momentum and helped stall a drive. Trevor Lawrence, four picks in a 20 to nothing loss to Tennessee, also on the losers list this week. And I also want a name that nobody's, we haven't talked about, really anybody, all year long in this category, and that's Dak Prescott. Yeah. Here's a guy that showed up and really could have put his stamp on, I am, a, I have arrived. I've got the big contract now, but more importantly, I am that top-tier quarterback. But then he shows up and completes under 60% through a couple of interceptions, one late in the game that was hit the deep, uh, linebacker right in the chest. And I think that takes his stock to me down because this is a time when December, January, that's when a guy like Dak Prescott has got to elevate and stay elevated to get them in strong into the playoffs. And the other guy I'll mention too is Tyler Murray. Here going into this game, I think most people thought the Cardinals were going to give the Rams, they were going to walk out of the way lost, but it was Kyler Murray and I guess more specifically Cliff Kingsbury who kind of fell down, fell asleep at the wheel. And, and Kyler was, you know, kind of scrambling around uh, ended the game on a sack, by the way, with uh, uh, Aaron Donald, who had three for the game. But then, you know, had a tip pass interception that was intercepted in the end zone on a, on a drive they probably would have scored on. Uh, so I, I think those two quarterbacks there, you know, they've kind of got to get the ship turned around internally for their team to get going. And also among the losers, special announcement, in my dynasty league, which has been around for 16 years, for the first time in 12 seasons, I missed the playoffs. However... My wife, Paula, made the playoffs. So beginning next season. So the Brills are represented. That's Kramer the important part. <laughs> so you'll be sitting here with her next season. Now, uh, I got to give her props. You know, she had had to win the last game to guarantee herself in, but she didn't. And at the very end, she snuck in with the last playoff spot uh, due to the tiebreaker. So there was a, sure. and I'll be, I'll be drafting fourth next year. So that's, that's not bad. And a rebuilding. Year, ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we like Fournette, Cook, Jefferson, Uzoma, Renfro, Andrews, no chiefs. Uh, despite the big win, none were fantasy worthy. Not even Kelsey Kittle and Herbert uh, Lockett and David Montgomery. All were solid. We liked all those guys, but you know, it seems the NFL has really gone too far for many of us when it comes to sports gambling. It was one of the reasons there was never an NFL team in Las Vegas. And the first team to go there, the Renegade Raiders, who else? Uh, so I was wondering about your thoughts on the gambling issue, because it's not new. It's just legally new. Well, what, okay. So my thoughts are, I, I don't know if it's still this way. Let's just assume it is on every locker room door leading out onto the field in big red letters is a sign saying, do not associate yourself with gamblers, and otherwise you will be out of the league. And yet here the owners are participating, no problem. And, and I know it's they, I know they own the game, so to speak. But to me, what's more important than that is being a custodian of the game first, then an owner. 
And I think you're taking what the, the only thing that can go wrong really with the NFL and football in general, other than concussions and so forth is the association that games are being fixed and it happens. And I just, I think there should be a thick layer between a pro sport, whether it's NFL or any other pro sport, and legalized gambling. You know, I don't remember anybody off the top of my head outside of Paul Horning, or since Paul Horning and Alex Karras, who were caught in that mode, you know, and that was in the 60s. So, yeah. I mean, and that was, you had baseball with Pete Rose and, and of course, going back to the 1919 Black Sox, where gambling has always been the worst thing. I mean, I mean, it, it, it really was. And, and, you know, you could be the worst scumbag in the world and do other things, but if you got caught gambling, even if you weren't gambling on your own team, you were out, you were ostracized. And now, and we have this thing with gambling responsibly with, you know, uh, coaches right. and former coaches Mary on Uchi, TV. Right. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, uh, what is it? Uh, um, I can't think of the name of the, uh, the sports uh, company that's handling all the gambling, you know, FanDuel. Oh, DraftKings, yeah, FanDuel, DraftKings, right. FanDuel and, and all of them. And it, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I just can't see. It, it's, it, I, I get how the sport has grown in large part due to things gambling. like fantasy football yeah. and, and legalized gambling. Um, however, just because that's a fact doesn't mean the owners need to jump in that same boat. I mean, they aren't making enough money without also taking a chunk of that. I just, it makes no sense to me to kind of make that line dotted. It doesn't make any sense. Are you, are you hearing feedback from any players on that? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I haven't reached out to, Guys, I don't know a lot of guys personally that play nowadays, but um, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't know people around the game itself and broadcasters and, and guys that, uh, you know, I think even, even, you know, I do know some of the Bears and some of the Lions players, but uh, yeah, it would be good to kind of take, uh, get some feedback on what they think about it. Cause I, you know, for all of the stringent, um, I guess, rules on the field now that surround players on and off the field, how is it the owners are okay to jump in bed with FanDuel and DraftKings? I don't, I don't get that. It's insanity. It really is. I, I can't think of another word for it. It's insanity for, uh, it's insanity for fantasy and for the NFL as a whole. And I, it's just crazy. Okay. Let's take a look at this week's games. And this is the first week of fantasy football playoffs for some leagues. So it's do or die for some teams. Start with the Thursday night game, Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs rebounded this week. And while that's great for bet the betting lines that we just talked about, it isn't so great for fantasy. Uh, none of the Chiefs stood out and most looked pedestrian. Mahomes possibly to start. He had, he probably had the best day, but Tyreek Hill, I, I go for a flex for him just because he's always one of those guys that uh, can get you two, three touchdowns. I love how, just I'll say one comment on the Chiefs. I love how they've now turned into, they've gone away from being the fantasy football, like slam dunk grand slam to now a good football team. I love that. Um, Cause they, these are the kind of players they've got to win games. And so Jeff, over to the chargers though, I'll say that anytime Mike Williams goes off and he did this last week, um, they do well. And against the giants, they just dominated start to finish. 
Um, and the guy you need to pay attention to coming into this week is Austin Eckler because he left that game, had a strong game going, and then uh, had an ankle sprain and didn't come back. Uh, and now they're playing on Thursday in a short week, so keep an eye on that. Um, the other guy that didn't play is Keenan Allen, who's also a blue chip player for them. So, again, you got a couple injuries in terms of Chargers moving forward. Saturday, we got a couple of Saturday games. Now we're into this part of the season. We'll start with the Raiders and Browns. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, and Hunter Renfro. Uh, he's awesome week to week. He's possibly uh, maybe Derek Carr at a pinch, but the only guy I'm really sold on here is Hunter Renfro. And if you have him, you know you're starting him. Well, the other guy that for the Browns I'll point out is Baker, Baker, Baker. Bench him. Um, although you probably already have. Um, it's the Browns running game that all of a sudden, where did it go? Uh, Chubb is back in, but didn't really have any big day. Um, and now they're getting the Raiders defense, which the Chiefs just dismantled. And so hopefully they'll come. This would be a great team, a great uh, turnaround for the Browns, because like everyone else, they got playoff aspirations. Patriots and Colts, Indy coming off a bye. I like the big four of Taylor Pittman, Wentz and Hilton normally. I don't like Wentz against New England, and that limits Hilton and Pittman. So for me, it's just Taylor. Pittman as a flex. My game of the week is this one. You got New England, which as of New Arizona's loss last night, New England is the hottest team in the NFL right now. Uh, and it's, But it's no longer Brady versus Manning. It's Jones versus Wentz. And I love the running back combination in New England of Damian Harris and uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, since it was Harris last week against the Bills, I'll bank on Stevenson coming through in a big way this week. I also like Kendrick Bourne's contributions as a receiver in New England uh, lately. He's starting to become a guy that I think that uh, Matt Jones is going to more frequently. Sunday, Cowboys and Giants. I'm not sure where, who to play here. I mean, I like Pollard, but he's been hurt. And Zeke is a flex at best these days. So after Dak's game at 11 points, he has been so inconsistent. It's like juggling basketballs. And that means the re receivers are off the charts too. So I'm not really liking anybody here. Hey, I, at the Charger game against the Giants, I sat with a, with a buddy of mine who's a Giants fan, lifelong. And he was hoping that going into this game, he gets to see Jake Fromm. Well, all of a sudden, Mike Glennon makes an appearance and starts and for the second week in a row, falls flat on his face. So I think this might be the week Giants fans who maybe aren't fantasy fans, at least, might get a peek at Jake Fromm and what they've got there. But I kind of think with the Giants, there's really nobody fantasy-wise that you want to bank on. Texas and Jags, I like Davis Mills this week and also Brandon Cooks. Uh, they are playing the Jags, so I like both these guys over so, so many more established players. You know who I think the, the Jaguar players would like to see start this game on the field? <laughs> Urban Meyer. Uh, <laughs> you talk about a guy that just keeps on digging himself a hole. This is crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for the Jaguars, there's really nobody to consider playing offensively. Their defense, or I mean, their defense, no, their offense, no. And I would just take a pass on the Jaguars. Yeah. Would you say they'd like to see them line up at center? <laughs> Probably anywhere going across the middle. Who knows? <laughs> Titans and Steelers, basically, but not mathematically, the Steelers are toast. Uh, ben is on a roll. So is Harris. You just need to wait until the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm sold on Ben, Harris, and Firemuth. Claypool's a flex and Boswell to kick. Steeler defense, that's a no-go. Hey, back to your guy, Firemuth. 
were it not for an exceptional play at the end of the game on the last play by the safety of the Vikings, he would have had his second touchdown, that one being the game winner. And um, I think for the Titans, though, uh, you know, other than Ryan Tannehill, and that you'd have to hope that he doesn't throw any interceptions. And But because he's such a good athlete, you add his running to his passing, if he has even a B game passing, he's likely to add at least 40, 50, maybe 70 yards running, yeah. could get in the end zone as well. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because the Steelers defense just, you know, like, like we mentioned earlier, it's like the first level is not even there. Guys are getting to the second level before they hit the first. Uh, Jets and Dolphins, the Jets, I'm just going to take a pass here. <laughs> well, well, because it's the Jets, give me Tua, Waddle, and Gusecki. And let's just keep on playing. You got it. Washington versus the Eagles against the oncoming Eagles unexpectedly. I like most Washington players, maybe because after last week, it can't get much worse. Uh, Gibson is so much better, as, as is McLaurin, but watch the injury wires. If he can't go, you might like Cam Sims or maybe even Adam Humphreys. Um, you know, you, you think of the Eagles quarterbacks, whether it's Hurts or Minshew, you know, and you might think, oh, this is tempting. But coming off their bye, it may be Hurts at this point. But Washington's defense has found itself the last five, six games. You got Ron Rivera, who a lot of people forget, was on that 85 Bears Super Bowl team mm-hmm. as a linebacker. And a uh, pretty good player himself, has coached great defenses. Um, and for that reason, I'd be leery of taking any Eagles in this game. Cardinals at Lions. The Lions are playing better because they can't play worse. So look for Hawkinson this week if he's not injured. So keep an eye on the injury wars there. Uh, I like Goff this week even. And I really like Amon Raw St. Brown. God, I love that name. Uh, I think Craig you just Reynolds like saying look- the name as much as anything. <laughs> Greg Reynolds looked good, so why not? And he's hot on the waiver wires this week. He's a great story coming off the practice squad with only two NFL touches before this game where he carried 11 times, 83 yards, and he also had a pair of catches. Regarding the Cardinals, I know they lost last night, but I love what my boy, fellow Wolfpacker Steve Kime, their general manager, uh, has done in putting this roster together. Um, Murray has been putting up prior to last night all-time quarterback numbers in terms of not just percentage, but yards per attempt and everything, what he does running the ball. And then you got your boy James Conner, uh, who has been lighting it up. Um, I saw that the other night he's, what, second in the league this year in rushing touchdowns? 16 uh, with, touchdowns with, total overall. That's what I'm saying. And so you've got weapons here. you got Ertz. you got A.J. Green. Um, you know, they don't have to have great games to themselves put up great fantasy numbers. And they're facing the Lions. So. <laughs> Bingo. Panthers and Bills. Give me Robbie Anderson and let's just move on. <laughs> okay. Good appointment here, good opponent here for the Bills to get a rebound game on, right? So you got Allen's one of the league's best quarterbacks, still put up good numbers last week. Um, I think he's still going to put up good numbers again. You got the Panthers' defense, which has been sliding a little bit. Diggs, Beasley, Gabriel Davis, I think they're all going to step up. And then we mentioned Dawson Knox a little bit earlier, but it's the Bills' running game that's got me a little worried going into this, you know, last stretch of the regular season, getting ready for the playoffs. This is, the, this is the time of year you have to have one. And then you can't have Josh Allen w- week after week being your leading rusher as well. Bengals and Broncos, I said I liked Zoma uh, last week. I said he should get about four catches. That's what he got. 
And that was a one off the team lead of five. So I'm liking him again this week, plus a score. Otherwise, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, along with T. Higgins and Joe Mixon, despite an off week for him. And, hey, based on what the Broncos did last week, the Lions on the ground, I expect more of that. So it was Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, um, more Melvin Gordon. But uh, I think the combination of both of them gets you points and yards. You got the Broncos, two most consistent offensive weapons, and both of those guys, that I'd ride them. Falcons and Niners against the Niners. I don't even like Patterson, who will get snuffed again. I'd sit them all. Well, Debo Samuel, I don't know if you noticed, came back last week. Didn't put up great numbers, but he both he ran the ball, made a catch or two. Um, I think this is probably the week he gets back in line with what he's done traditionally. Got that week to kind of get himself back acclimated again. Jeff Wilson's the guy that led them in, in uh, rushing. Uh, not Hasn't put up great numbers this week, so I wouldn't count on that in terms of him getting close to 100 yards or even a couple touchdowns. But George Kittle is obviously the guy that you can't miss on. Right. If you got him, I think you're playing him by now. But Garoppolo, of all people, had an excellent game last week. And so this might be a good matchup for him as well. Seahawks at Rams, Tyler Lockett, who had nine targets for five catches, 142 yards. He's back in the fold. Metcalf at least had eight targets, but only four catches for 43 yards. Rashad Penny with 137 rushing. He's one of the hot guys on the waiver wire this week, and I'm liking all those guys this week. Metcalf, the least of the three. And for the Rams, it's Stafford and Cup. I know it sounds like a law firm, but they're a very successful combination once they get the ball. Once Stafford gets the ball in his hands and delivers it to Cup, it's usually a big play or a touchdown. And then you got Sony Michelle that stepped up and ran the ball well, tough, hard yards. Uh, and then Odell Beckham came up big last night. And so I think he's somebody you can start to, now that he's getting acclimated, you know, they're going to go into this stretch run here. Sean McVay's got to make sure that they feel good about themselves going into the playoffs. So I think this is a Rams team that's going to start putting up some good points. Packers and Ravens, I'll take any Ravens quarterback in this game. It may be a big uh, game-time decision on Lamar Jackson due to that ankle sprain, but I think Tyler Huntley proved he's worthy last week. Uh, had 270 yards passing, didn't throw a pick, had 40-some-odd yards rushing. Andrews is a play, of course, along with Devonta Freeman at Flex. And Rashad Bateman at wideout, I, I think I'd take a flyer on him this week. You know, this would be my other game of the week, Packers-Ravens. Uh, and then, you know, how Reggie Jackson was called Mr. October. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers should be called Mr. December. This yeah. guy is just untouchable this month of the year, and he's doing it again. Um, so, obviously, if you're lucky enough to have him, play him. Devontae Adams, of course, but after those two, it's kind of a coin toss as to who else. Maybe A.J. Dillon, simply because he's going to get yards near the goal line. Now, I think uh, Rodgers is a guy, uh, if you're starting your fantasy playoffs this week, uh, I think he's a guy that could be uh, someone who carries your team you know, through the playoffs. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, this, this is going to be the point in time when guys like him, and there's not many, are going to start to separate themselves. Saints and Bucks, even when Brady is not great, he's good. He should shine again against the Saints. Sean Payton may have something up his sleeve, but I got to believe uh, that will focus on stopping Lenny Fournette first. Now, if they do stop Fournette, Brady could be in for a long day. Either way, you got to start both along with Godwin and Evans. I'll tell you two guys Payton has up his sleeve is Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. After that, it's not much. But Taysom Hill, as a starting quarterback, remember he's playing with that, that uh, what is it, uh, tore, did he tear something in his finger, throwing hand? Yeah, something like that, yeah. 
but the guy just went off last week. And then he's also somebody, if you, if you happen to have the bad misfortune of getting pressure on him and flushing him out of the pocket, that's an automatic first down, maybe this touchdown. Is, this is the guy's playing with a splint on that middle finger. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if is it, as if he wasn't good enough as a, an all around football player, no matter what position he's playing and no matter what, if it's special teams or offense, now he's a starting quarterback. He's even better. Monday night, Vikings and Bears, your guys. Uh, it's a tough divisional game. Vikings have been solid again offensively, and that bodes well for fantasy. I don't think they'll win, and they will be behind early. So that means volume for Cousins, and maybe less so for Cook. There must start, though, and so is Jefferson, who has really turned it on. Uh, Thielen has been hurt, so keep an eye on him. Well, I'm not so confident in this Bears defense. They, sh- in, t- in my opinion, they should be better than they are. But remember, now they've got Khalil Mack that's out for the year. Akeem Hicks isn't playing. Uh, and so, hey, you don't believe me? Just watch that second half of the Packers game. They just got humbled, for lack of a better word. Um, and the Bears offensively don't really have any fantasy options. You know, I was kind of – we were, or I was, high on David uh, Montgomery throughout most of this year. But I think it's really uh, Justin Fields because he's – coming out of a lot of games now where he's the leading rusher. So he's, he's also going to get you touchdowns, not just passing, but rushing. And if he can limit the mistakes passing, which, you know, I think he will against this Vikings defense, he's a, at least a legitimate consideration. There you have it. Kramer and Brill fantasy football podcast. Now a video cast too. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Lips and Odyssey, wherever you get your shows. And now you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. And for my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. And good luck in your fantasy playoffs. We'll see you next time.